Hi, you are listening to the IAVM podcast series, The Venue Coffee Break, episode 14. We are your hosts, Alexis Bergren, general manager of the Old National Events Plaza in Evansville, Indiana, and I am Shelley Ellis, general manager of the Visalia Convention Center, and our goal is to provide you with venue-related trends and news content you crave while having a lot of fun. We're going to kind of forget about the related trends for this episode, since this is our Valentine's edition, and it's kind of cool, kind of, you know, it's our number 14, Valentine's number 14, just a random fact there, and of course, I think everyone's suckers for love, so we're excited for this edition and excited for our guest today. Alexis, why don't you go ahead and introduce or talk about our topic today? Absolutely. And, you know, Shelly, you blew it. We should have told everybody we planned to do the Valentine's Day on the 14th. But oh, that's yes. okay. That's okay. <laughs> no, we listen, we're excited. So well. Our topic is, it's our Valentine's edition. It's, it's We're calling it Crazy Little Thing Called Love. And uh, in this very special edition of the Coffee Break, uh, we're interviewing professionals from within our crazy little industry that found this crazy little thing called love among their colleagues. And uh, we're celebrating the season of Valentine's Day. We're going to swoon over some heartwarming love stories. And I can tell you, having um, having heard about both of the stories that, that we're going to talk about, uh, you're certainly going to swoon. And uh, <laughs> we are fortunate to have two very lovely couples with us today. Uh, our first love story surrounds Jody Fetter and Stacy Cobalt. They, um, they originally met while working at the Yerba Buena Center for Arts in San Francisco. And our second love story comes from Charlie Lewis and Kaylin Cisco. They are two of our friends from eventbooking.com out of Knoxville. And uh, they both have absolutely fabulous stories to tell. So first of all, welcome, everyone. Thank you. All right, in unison. I love that. Um, so we're, you know what? We're going to start uh, with uh, Jody and Stacy. They uh, they have a great story. And uh, Jody, if if you wouldn't mind leading off, you all worked for a while together before you even started talking. Well, it doesn't sound anything past a friendship built on two two minute conversations. You said, and I, I love that. So talk to us about how you met and sort of how things evolved. Yeah, so Stacy was working at YBCA as a union technician for a few years before I started as in the production department. Um, and so, you know, I was introduced to her as I was introduced to all of our regular staff um, my first couple days. And uh, yeah, I thought she was pretty cute from the very beginning. Um, but yeah, we would, you know, have little conversations here and there, talk about the show, talk about whatever in our lives, but they weren't very long conversations for at least a couple years. Yeah, uh, this is Stacey, for many years, just because of the nature of both of us meeting at work and in passing, because I would be busy doing whatever I needed to do, and Jody was often passing through. So many years of two-minute conversation, but we always liked each other, and we're happy to see one another for that period of time, yeah. So Stacy, then what was the turning point? When, when, did, uh, when did things start to change for you guys? Well, the nutty thing is, we've all had crushes on people in our lives. And for me, this was the first crush I ever had on another person that never went away. And that was super <laughs> annoying because <laughs> you know, this was someone that I worked with. This was, you know, my boss's boss. So, it just was super annoying. Plus, I was in a relationship at the time, and I just thought it would go away. I thought, well, great. This is just 
something that I'll give it enough time, it'll pass, I'll get to know her a little more, I'll be less interested. And it was a low simmer for seven years. <laughs> so it was part of part of the dynamic was, you know, I never did spend a lot of time getting to know Jody a lot because the more I spent with her time I spent with her, the more I liked her. So it's like, okay, we'll hang out a little bit and then I'll back off. Hang out a little <laughs> bit and then I'll back off. So if you can imagine seven years of that, that was a long haul. That's torture. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Self-inflicted torture. <laughs> and for a good reason. It. it was for a good reason. Yeah. Yes. A- absolutely. No, it, it certainly sounds like, like you were cognizant of what boundaries there might be. So, um, it, so you know, as things progressed then, it sounds like some time went by. Things changed in your personal lives where it might might be possible for you to explore an opportunity to date. Um, and Jody, I, I love this this piece. When, when that when that time came, Jody, what did you do? Well, so um, it, she came over one night, and we sort of decided that it was time to do this, to jump into this. And I literally, I think, said out loud. I don't know if I'm allowed to date you because I was not her direct boss, but like she said, I was her boss's boss. So basically the third person to know that we had ever kissed was the HR director um, because I wanted to make sure that not only Stacy and I were protected, but our colleagues as well. Sure. Yeah. That's How was that conversation with HR? Well, so our HR director, Martha, who is lovely, first of all, got a little giddy for me because she's so cute. Um, (laughs) And then she, you know, because I'm not her, I wasn't Stacy's direct boss, um, except in certain times in which case we had to protect everything. So Stacy was never, uh, very rarely the steward um, on calls. So um, usually I managed the crew through the steward. And so we just made sure that I wasn't the production manager assigned to any shows that Stacy was the steward on. Um, and uh, we, and then also because I helped negotiate the union contract on behalf of YBCA, um, Martha asked me to talk to my boss, the COO, Scott Rowitz, to make sure that there was no conflict of interest there. And I told him, but I didn't tell who. I just said some, you know, a union technician you're dating that I was dating. And um, actually, as I was leaving, he said, "Say hi to Stacy." <laughs> oh, they so they knew. Well, I think he saw us like on some walk down, you know, on a lunch hour, very far away from YBCA, and just put two and two <laughs> together. And it's not our fault. Jody has colleagues who said. That the temperature in the room used to rise when the two of us were in it. So it wasn't our fault. No. Standing there. Well, you also said, too, that it, it was funny because once you'd started dating, then you actually became more aloof with each other at work. Is that true? Absolutely. Because both of us are people that have a very strong sense of integrity. And indeed, not just the HR part of it, but also our colleagues. You know, we never wanted people that we worked with to feel uncomfortable if they knew that we were dating. And so our two-minute conversations were drive-bys at that point. You know, I'd see her, she'd see me, and we'd just sort of nod and (laughs) go in opposite directions. And that's what tipped our hands to actually my boss. He said, you guys used to be so friendly and happy to see one another, and now it's like you go in opposite directions. 
Are you dating? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And that was actually that conversation with my boss happened when I was telling him I was leaving Yerba Buena because we had just, I had been there for 13 years and it was sort of time to move on. Jody wasn't the reason I was leaving, but she was in the top five. And it just seemed like, <laughs> okay, going to be something. We can't be in the same space. So sure, we dated sure. quietly for about a year before I made that decision. I think that's a great story. I think that just shows your commitment to each other, but also to um, your work and to the employees and coworkers that you have, you know, because that hadn't been hard, you know, just simple highs or not even highs, maybe just turning the opposite way when you really probably just want to give that person a hug, kiss, whatever. <laughs> so. And it's strange, right? Because in this business, we all work so much. And especially Stacey is a union technician. She works crazy, crazy hours. And so um, having her at work and seeing her was always lovely. And now that she works at a different theater, I definitely see less of her. Um, but it's, it's easier time and lovely that it's more private time. Sure, sure. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, and, you know, it's, 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 I'm going to take the opportunity to do a, a quick segue too, because I, I love that you, you know, focused on, on your boss and his, and, and that their support and, and your colleagues and obviously remaining professional and all that stuff, because I, our other uh, couple, Charlie and Kaylin, have also had to have a lot of conversations with their boss, as we know, because we visited with them at Venue Connect, uh, both of them and um, their their boss as well. So uh, let's let's do a quick shift and and get some background here with uh, with Charlie and Kaylin. So Charlie, I'm gonna give this to you. So you guys had been actually you had gone to the same university, but didn't run in the same circle. So bring us up to speed on on how you you did finally connect in a, a deeper way. Yeah, Kaylin and I uh, both went to Appalachian State, which is in the mountains of, of North Carolina, the greatest university uh, on the planet. But uh, we uh, we went to we went to college at the same same university and ended up running in in different circles um, and met in passing a couple of times. But it wasn't until um, post college we applied for the same postgraduate program, uh, which was a program that was held in downtown Knoxville. Um, neither one of us knew that the other one applied until we got in and saw um, just the name of folks that were attending the program are going to be a part of that. Um, and then I think kind of there's an intro weekend where you go and you kind of meet everybody you're going to be doing the program with and you happen to actually be living with some of the folks or actually all the folks that you're doing the program with. So kind of an introduction weekend. and. We met then, and then um, about a month or two later, came back to Knoxville for job interviews um, with different companies, and both of us actually had an opportunity to apply here at Event Booking, where we both currently work, and came in and met John and the whole team, and kind of the story was told from there. And and just to clarify, you're talking about John Platalero, your CEO, correct? Yes, correct. All right, all right. Now, so I think with, you've got um, a great first okay. date story. Can can and I'm gonna ask Kaylin to tell it. Um, Kaylin, yeah. what was your first date like? Um, it was great, <laughs> to say the least. I think it was a long time coming. We both worked at event booking and had been doing um, the Knoxville Fellows Program for ten months at this point, and so over that time, I developed 
quite a crush and you know had no idea if it was mutual um but towards the end of the program and um yeah i guess it was around may of last year noticed that he was becoming way more flirtatious and just like different and so um you know we both established that we were interested in each other finally and then when he asked me out on the first date i just agreed to it and didn't know much details um but he but other than like okay see you friday at seven or whatever um and so he like knocks on my door at that time and day and um we walk out of our building and the the guys in the program lived on one floor the girls lived on the floor above them so he just had to walk upstairs and knock on the door and grab me um so we walked out um onto the street and one of his friends like was dressed up in like a coat and tie and like chauffeuring us to this undisclosed location um in his in charlie's car and his he he coordinated it all with a bunch of our friends um and our chauffeur had a random british accent like was just <laughs> hamming it up um making it seem like this really like proper fancy evening which it was um and so we get to this building that i'd never been to before and um when we get inside i realize it's like not a functioning building <laughs> it's like a closed restaurant that's not in use anymore and it's like clean on the inside it's just like completely empty like there's not really any tables or chairs um and but it wasn't it was out. like he didn't take you someplace that was like condemned right say what i said i said it was the, the building was to code right you weren't in any danger yeah. correct no 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 <laughs> it was a back alley it didn't have walls no crazy. <laughs> um so he lo and behold knows the owner and coordinated it with him to um just set up this table for two and i walk in and there's all these lights strung up on the ceiling and candles lit and a tablecloth and like like actual glass plates with real food on it and i'm wondering you know how is he how did he get this food <laughs> into this building when it's not a functioning restaurant but um so we had a romantic little dinner for two and i kept pe pressing him for details i was like how did you do this and he's like well the food is actually from next door um i had somebody pick it up to go and then put it on the plates before we got here another friend came and like lit the candles. It was really sweet because he had to rely on a lot of people to pull it off, a lot of our friends. Um, and it was it was super romantic. I was not expecting, it was such a weird concept. You know, we didn't go to just like a normal sit down restaurant. It was, it was really sweet. What Kaylin's really trying to say is that she didn't know that I had a sweet side in me. That's all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he, well, I think well, a lot of people can take some Pointers, you know, as we as people are planning their Valentine's Day dates here in the next week. So that's yeah, I mean, honestly though, Charlie, it's like you set yourself up to fail for the for the rest of the relationship. I mean, how can you ever outdo the first date? I know exactly. exactly. Or I was trying to build a foundation to where no matter what happens, I can always say, well, the first date was good. Come oh. on, go back to it. So, He's already got a backup plan. There we right. go. <laughs> Let's juxtapose that then with sort of the the next phase here that I think probably lent a lot to your relationship, which was 
the RV trip for four weeks with you guys yeah. and your boss. What, what did you learn during that experience? And what were you thinking? Um, <laughs> well, I'll say first that um, John pitched it to Charlie as just being like the two of them kind of doing these workshops. Um, John kind of being the ringleader and Charlie helping out with whatever needs to be done. Um, but the more they talked about it, they're like, this is kind of like a unorthodox thing. Like we're a software company, but we want to like hear from the clients we serve and we want to do workshops with them. Like we're like dumb basically if we don't make this like a bigger story and try to make it more of a PR splash than just like, Hey, let's have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. You know, like it's, we should, promote this and like let people know that this is something they can attend and we want the in industry to um, be interested in it. And so I'm marketing coordinator here and anything that's related to multimedia, video, photos, blogs, managing our website, that's in my field. And John was kind of, I don't know, was he, did he run it by you to be like, Charlie, like, what would your thoughts be if Kaylin came? Yeah, so we once we realize, you know, kind of the the importance of the trip and how, as Kayla mentioned, unorthodox it is and a little outlandish. I mean, it was a Griswold family vacation for two, and we realized that we wanted to, you know, take some photos and have videos and really make a big splash. And John comes to me and he says, "Well, we're we're probably going to need, you know, a marketing person to do this. You know, you and I are not the best in in that skill set and." He was like, well, who do we have here in the office? And I'm like, well, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not going to say Kaylin's name. And then <laughs> there's Dan, <laughs> who's like, was my supervisor. He's not working with us anymore. But he had like three kids and like just has a lot on his plate. Charlie and I are like 24, don't have any other commitment other than ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, the natural choice ended up being me. And so John approached me. Mm -hmm. Uh, and was like, Kaylin, like, you have 100% like right to say no to this. If it's weird and uncomfortable, totally fine. But this is the idea that Charlie and I have. You and Charlie are already friends, wink, wink, because John already knew at that point we were dating. And he was like all about it. John had been pushing it for the entire year that we were in the program. <laughs> to Charlie. To, to me, behind Kaylin's back every day. Or is it, are wow. you dating yet? Are you dating yet? And so... If anything, when the road trip came up, John is like in his mind, you know, hey, this is the perfect opportunity for you guys to come together. And I'm like, hey, man, I got my <laughs> own agenda. Get out of the way. He, so he was like, it'll be fun for y'all. Like, it'll be, uh, he's like, but at the same time, like, you reserve the right to, like, <laughs> if it's weird for you, I totally get it. I want you to know, like, we'd respect your privacy. Like, you can have the back, like, suite in the RV, which is like a queen bed and bathroom. So I was like, just like the main thing I'm in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, A, like, I this is such a new relationship. We'd only been dating for a month at that point. I, I don't want this to like, I don't know, fail. I, fail. I want this to have like the strongest foundation <laughs> as possible. And I don't know that. Ruin it right out of the gate with this RV trip here. Yeah, I was like really wanting the relationship to work. So part of me was hesitant about that. Um, and, but I was like, dang, like that sucks. It's like a relationship is keeping me from doing my job <laughs> and like doing this thing. So 
so I, I took a while to think about it, truly. Um, and I talked to my roommates and all sorts of people. I was like, let me think about this. And they're like, it, honestly, it sounds like a ton of fun. <laughs> like, you're going to go travel across the country and see a bunch of cool cities and meet um, some cool people in these venues across America, and you get paid to do that with your boyfriend. <laughs> and I was like, dang, <laughs> when you put it like that, like, that does sound pretty sweet. <laughs> and so um, I came back to John and told him, you know, I'll do this as long as I do have my privacy, <laughs> basically. Like, I'm the type of person who needs time alone to recharge, and it would just be way too much if I didn't have, like, my own space, basically. I, and I think that's smart. And I think, you know, it kind of speaks to something that we've touched on a couple of times, which is, you know, be, being able to set some boundaries, right? And and make sure that everybody feels comfortable in, this, in the situation they're in. So, no, I, I think that's that's really smart. And, you know, it's it's funny because ironically, I, Jody and Stacy have a road trip story too, not in an RV with their boss though, but um, Jody, you guys took a, a road trip um, almost like five, six years before you even started dating, right? Yeah. Um, I had a friend in San Diego I wanted to visit and I had been sort of talking about it with Stacy on one of our past buys, or maybe at that point we were having lunch in the garden during her lunch break sort of time. And um, I had mentioned that I wanted to go, but I wasn't sure it was kind of a long haul to go by myself. And she's like, oh, I'll tag along. And um, so she did. And both of us, I think, were a little nervous that we wouldn't have enough to talk about because we had never spent anywhere near that Probably if you added up all of our time together, it hadn't equal the amount of time we were about to spend together. But it just got better and better. And we just, I think that's sort of when, at least for me, that was when I was on full-on crush mode at that point. <laughs> and you got to learn a lot about each other, I'm sure, too. Yeah, we did. And it was nice because everything was, um, it was it was just that wonderful time, right? Isolated time. We still really enjoy road trips together because everything else sort of falls away and is quiet and it just is us and what we talk about and what amuses us and what passes through our heads. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, so, you know, we've got, we've got a few minutes left. And so I, I want to take an opportunity um, to get some, to get some advice. So if you, if you if if somebody in you know one of our listeners or or one of our colleagues finds themselves in a situation where they might be falling for another person they work with, Stacy, what would you advise them to do to talk? Who who should they talk to? How should they? How do you think that they should best approach that situation? Well, the question is that mutual, because with oh, Jody yeah. and I, I, I thought that for seven years, this was the unspoken understood that we both had this big crush on one another. And when I finally came to her and said, you know, I'm talking about this, I've got a crush on you. Jody was sideswiped. She had absolutely no idea because I had kept my card so close to my vest all of those years. So <laughs> I would say if someone is feeling something for someone they work with and has the sense that it is a mutual thing, just Fill it. Go for it. Take them out to lunch and don't suffer for years and years <laughs> in the shadows um, because you move forward either way. Either it, it's it's not going to happen or there's a p potential that it will. 
and then you get to move forward. And as we know, this industry moves so fast. If you don't often take those opportunities, they're fleeting, right? Um, Absolutely. Charlie, what do you think? What, what, for, for you and Kaylin, what, what do you think uh, you would tell somebody that finds themselves in a, a similar situation to the one you and Kaylin were in? I would say get in an RV with your boss and go on a road trip for a month. Go figure it out. Test to see if you're compatible. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I have any real advice. I mean, I think definitely making sure that you know it's mutual and, um, you know, if you work in a, in a culture where that's accepted or not accepted, you know, kind of, I guess, ask some questions to, to figure that out. Ours is, um, very laid back, very laid back here. And so we, again, are, are super blessed by that, but I think definitely just asking the questions and figuring out and then, yeah, going for it. If it's, if it's something that you're feeling, something you're interested in, it's something that's mutual. I mean, life's way too short to be able to kind of be held by back by those things. Yeah, absolutely. Do you, and, and you know, since we have talked about boundaries, Jody, have you ever found it difficult to sort of if if you if you guys are having you know maybe small or large problems behind the scenes, did you ever find that difficult to keep that out of work, or was that always just very clear something that you guys you know structured right up front? Well, Stacy and I have a very unique relationship. I think we're both you know we're neither of us are young chickens, and we've both been through a lot and we're just really good at communicating with each other. And we've had very few sort of big moments of issue with each other. And all of those sort of happened after she left work. But we have found um, we're, we're both negotiating on each other's opposite sides for each other's opposite theaters, our contracts. And we've decided, we've realized like we can't talk about that. Oh, sure. And too complicated. We just have a subject. Awesome. That, that's smart. Yeah, that's that's very smart. And Kaylin, what about what about you and Charlie? You guys feel like you you do pretty well keeping any any drama that might pop up out of the workplace. We try. <laughs> no, I think we do a, a good job. I I think the difficulty for me would be if we have a because he's in sales and I'm in marketing. Sometimes we collaborate on certain projects and. If we disagree about how a project should be done, I think the I see it more so rather than relational issues like coming into work, like more so disagreements about work coming into that relationship after five o'clock. But it's very much like, you know, it's we hold it both very loosely, like, hey, like if you think it should be done one way, that's totally fine. But just, you know objectively not even talking to you as my significant other like I am in marketing and like anything that touches the client does have to like come through me so like let's work on like a compromise here you know objectively and try to keep that and we try you know not to like let that affect our like relational dynamic and for the most part it doesn't but it really does boil down to like uh, just like very transparent communication and um, patience and kindness and yeah. gentleness. <laughs> and I think in a work culture too, it's cool because, you know, our boss, John, you know, knows about our relationship and several other folks within the company. 
when there are like disagreements between the two of us about different things, we can approach them and be like, hey, what are your thoughts? Like you be the boss and make the decision. <laughs> and so whether that's healthy, not too sure, um, there's no doubt there's so many more things that Kaylin is more skilled at than me. It's just taken me some some time to be able to say, hey, what you're saying is correct and I need to step aside. Um, but yeah, right. I think we're we're figuring it out as we go. <laughs> it it just occurred to me too, um and, and this probably is, is it means nothing, but you know, you were talking about, you know, being in sales and marketing and how sometimes there's some, you know, internal rub there and um it, it's funny because I just realized now, you know, Jody and Stacy are more on the production side of things, and Charlie and Kaylin are more on the sales and marketing side of things. I don't know if I have ever seen a salesperson and an operations person fall in love. I think that's probably pretty rare. What do you think, Shelby? <laughs> oh, definitely. You know, one sells the dream and one lives the nightmare. So <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. I think that couple is like that's the unicorn out there, right? The operations and sales. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think great advice for any relationship starting starting up is go on a road trip, you know, five plus hours or for four yes. weeks, you know, in your case, you know, just to really get to know each other or have those deep conversations. And, you know, in reality, if you can't last a road trip, you know, how are you going to last a life together? So yeah. that's, that's good advice I'm, I'm going to take and... Um, <laughs> And, and communicate. Absolutely, and no. I, I think we've we've I think we've taken away uh, you know some really important points, which is again make you know don't lose the opportunity to to tell somebody how you feel about them, but also in the workplace, you know make sure that you're being respectful of boundaries, both you know to protect your relationship and your employees, and make sure that it's in line with what the company expectations are too, because you certainly don't want to put yourself or or somebody that you care about in jeopardy. I think those are all important important lessons that uh, certainly i've i've taken away from today so shelly what what uh what final words of wisdoms or final final questions do we have well you know i just actually want to say congratulations to jody and stacy i don't believe we mentioned it they got engaged november of last year and they're Yay. getting married this All coming right. fourth of july that's Yay. absolutely congratulations <laughs> thank you yeah. So it's very exciting. What a story each of you guys have. You know, we have one couple that um, story's been you know ten plus year and we years, and we have another couple that's um, fairly still new, but a lot has happened. Again, four weeks in an RV, and that's very exciting. And we all wish them great happiness together. And it was fun to hear their um, love stories, and it's exciting and gives us all butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. A good, a good way yeah. to, to set off the tone for the next seven days before Valentine's Day. And, and just, just so our listeners know, we did ask them if we could ask what the Valentine's Day plans are, but the, the plans are so top secret that, that we're just going to, we're going to leave that alone. <laughs> we're going to let them keep that private. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> but listen, so again, we, we want to thank our guests, uh, Charlie Lewis and Kaylin Cisco from Event Booking in Knoxville and Jody Fetter and Stacey Cobalt, originally having met at the Yerba Buena Center for the Arts. Um, we're just, we're so pleased that you all could join us today and so appreciative of you uh, sharing your stories and your insights with us. So um, thank you so much. As always, thanks to our amazing engineer, Mr. Greg Wolf. Thank you, Greg. Yay. My pleasure. 
<laughs> and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be back next month with a new topic uh, in March. Shelly, do we we talked about a topic? I can't quite remember what it was. Do you remember off the top of your head, or should we should we leave that as a big secret like Valentine's? Day? We'll leave that as a secret, just as our Valentine's um, plans. <laughs> That's good. So that means she doesn't remember either, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Right, right, right. All right, Shelly, you want the last word? No, again, thank you, everyone. Happy um, day to each everyone. Love is in the air, and love always wins. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace, love, and IABM. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> thank, thank you. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.